0: Welcome to Employee of the Month. I'm your host, Katie Lazarus. And in this episode, I sat down with Piper Kerman. It was taped live at UCB in New York. Piper is best known for her memoir, Orange is the New Black, which I imagine is a New York Times bestseller because it is so popular as it should be. You should definitely check it out and also check out the series on Netflix, Orange is the New Black, where Piper is a consultant to the show. She speaks all over the country to people who are presently incarcerated, previously incarcerated, as well as schools to book clubs, and also does some communications consulting for nonprofits and public interest firms. I'm very proud of her bravery in coming forward with her story and I think it just shows it's one thing to learn a lesson; it's another to try to help others not learn that same lesson. And I think that's one of Piper's greatest gifts. Enjoy our interview.
1: I'm very thrilled. Our next guest, her very first book was a memoir about her um, time in jail. So, without further ado, let's welcome Ms. Piper Carmen, who is the author of the memoir *Orange Is the New Black*. <laughs> Piper, so excited to have you on. Um, So you were a child model? Uh, no, child actress. Child actress. I apologize. What did you do as as a child actor?
2: Um, a lot of theater and one Fenway Frank ad.
1: That's awesome. Mm -hmm.
2: Yep, Fenway Franks, tasty. (laughs) now my
1: mom went to Smith and she's obsessed with uh, Jane Austen and and goes to Jane Austen conferences every year and and you went to Smith and you were part of an international drug cartelia what are the benefits what are the benefits of an all girls education
2: (laughs) you know a sense of you know uh, how other women's lives sort of overlap with yours and why they're important and you know costumes and crazy outfits and you know, uh, yeah, there's a lot of
1: them. One of the other things um, when I was reading your book, I was, I, I feel like being in jail, it like immediately gives someone street cred. And then reading about your first fight, it was over
2: spinach versus iceberg lettuce. Yep. Yeah. Lettuce. Salad. Yeah. roughage Is really important. Actually, if you were in prison, you would fight for the spinach, too. I promise you. Because there were so few vegetables. So few vegetables, and, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you're happy, happy as a clam to be, you know, munching away. And when someone comes and interferes with your spinach, you're going to throw down. I love it. I have this image of you, like, in a homeless shelter being like, so what's in the broth?
1: Um. One of the wonderful things about Orange is the New Black is um, how many diverse people it it shows in the program. And Jenji Cohen, who's the creator of the show, which was adapted from your beautiful book, um, said that there was no way she could get a a show on the air that was going to show people of color without having a white narrator there. And I was curious for you, because this is your personal story being adapted, Mm -hmm. is the show what you envisioned
2: the nice thing about Genji is that when I first met with her, which was right after the book came out, um, she'd read the book and she was interested in it, and um, she didn't pitch me a vision. She just asked millions and millions of questions, and that was really encouraging because it meant that she didn't have this completely preconceived vision for what she would do, that it was something that she would explore. Um, And one of the creative choices that she made, she made tons of creative choices, but one of them was blowing open this huge ensemble cast, which is fantastic. I mean, it's one of the reasons that people who wanted to adapt it into a TV series, that was of far more interest to me than people who were interested in a feature film because the reason to care about the story that I tell in my book is because it relates to millions and millions of other people in this country, not because my own individual story is so interesting.
1: Well, I think in your book, you do a really nice job of showing both, showing your individual story, also noting that your individual story is not the norm. Not everyone goes to prison and then gets a major series on Netflix <laughs> from it. Um, and you, you are very humble and, and have a lot of consideration for the different stories in addition to yours. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to ask so what, what do you what's a consultant Every, uh, you're a consultant on the show what does that mean?
2: <laughs> I am a consultant on the show what that means is that Genji and the entire writers room which is about 8 people you know have you know carte blanche to fire questions at me at basically any hour of the day or night random strange you know some big macro like life-shaking questions and then occasionally some really granular questions about like what exactly would the structure of that hallway be like? Because yeah, they're staging something really crazy in that hallway. So I answer those questions, and then I read all the scripts, and I send them my thoughts on those scripts, which are theirs to take and or leave. This sounds like a big job. Um, I, I'm happy to do it.
1: <laughs> sounds really, really um, fun. Is it, is it a realistic portrait to you of what prison is when people watch the show?
2: It's really interesting, somebody was talking to me today who was also in prison, and they said, you can't make the shit up that happens. And I thought of that, I thought that many, many times while I was incarcerated. Really? Crazy things happen behind prison walls, and so some of the more out there things that are in the show—I mean, there are crazy things that take place in the show, which are pure fiction from the mind of Genji Cohan. And then there are crazy things that happen in the show, and people are like, "That's impossible—that you would ever be in the same prison with your ex-lover who ratted you out." And I'm like, "Yeah, I shared a cell with her for six weeks, so you know." Yeah, you know, some of the things that people are like, "Yeah, that's totally unrealistic." I'm like, "Yeah." So... Is the yoga part realistic? Like having classes and stuff like that? Well, classes that are led by other prisoners. I mean, it's not like that's uh, institutionally sanctioned, usually. I mean, it's, I mean, there are some really remarkable yoga programs, actually, in many prisons, but not in the prisons that I was in. It was Yoga Janet is the real woman, though that's not her real name, um, just on her own steam, sort of banding together this little crew of misfits. To try to do some yoga. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that what Genji's team has really been committed to is trying to create Litchfield as a world that is realistic. I think so, a lot of people
1: feel that way just about Litchfield, Connecticut, and pro- proper, <laughs> not even the jail. <laughs> Um, I you learned so many things in prison and and one of them, in addition to electricity, was how to use a maxi pad to do a lot of things. So I brought some. Ooh, thanks. Um now I brought two kinds. Um there is the organic recyclable uh oh sorry, I apologize, reusable cotton pads. Um I didn't know if you want to use them, but <clears throat> there's nothing more embarrassing than returning reusable cotton <laughs> pads, I can imagine. Um but I am up to that task. Um but if you'd like to either use these or the uh, always, these are, are, they securely fit, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to see what, what you could do. And I was like, gosh, where are we going to find something dusty enough? And you were like, uh, anywhere in this room.
2: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so
1: so um, should we tear these open? Uh, yeah,
2: I would say those would be the sentimental favorite. The, you
1: really? The, the recyclable... Yeah. Cotton pads for women are not a sentimental favorite for you? I think,
2: frankly, in prison, we could find much better uses for those. Okay. All right. Well, you can
1: take those home. You're welcome. They're from the Park Slope Co-op if you (laughs) want to join. Um, Look at it as a little entree gift. Thank you. Anyone Um, else need any? Are you guys all set? Anyone want? Just as a take-home stocking stuffer?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Sorry. All right. I I, I throw like a man. So we don't have any water or soap, right?
1: Uh, water or soap. Does anyone have water? Soap? Purell? No, we've learned that Purell is actually quite dangerous. Huh, Does anyone else read that so article in the this, New York Times? Is, no one else's mom forwarded that? Sure.
2: <laughs> this is nice. This is actually much fancier than the standard issue. Oh, you good. know, in I mean, one of the reasons you use the maxi pads in prison is because it's one of the only things that the institution actually gives out. So weirdly... <laughs> You know, no toothpaste, no shampoo, but they hand out Maxi pads. We would have inspection. Inspection would take place at minimum once a week, but sometimes they'd just be like, "Inspection <laughs> um, So at least once a week, every Sunday night, you know, every woman in the place would be in the joint would be cleaning. And I was top bunk, so it was my gig to clean all this kind of stuff, all this all this weird duck just like what's over our head with the maxi pads so um but i'm a little I, scared this, this, to climb this music up on this stand chair. here i this, think the music this, stand looks pretty dirty we
0: don't
1: have a lot of um, this
0: weird gunk on it that
1: liability actually, we have a small budget macro budget just in case you fall here but health insurance yeah, but in I, january I, anyone have it me neither okay good
0: honestly don't know what that is <laughs> you might have to scrub hard it's like hard candy or something All Right. You, oh. Woo! you
1: guys, I think we should give her a hand because this is fucking awesome.
0: It's like a ShamWow commercial.
1: It's definitely a ShamWow. You guys, yeah, Piper, because gone. you were so helpful. Oh my God, great. Yeah. <laughs> I should be great. handing out more of these. Piper, before you leave, I'm going to give you something that's so exciting to be out of prison. Now you can have these as well, Swiffer's. Um, thank you for your wonderful book. I recommend that everyone, if you have not gotten a chance to read *Orange Is the New Black*, please do. It's a fantastic, fantastic book, and I am so excited. And I hope that it gives you some validation to know that you are helping other people um, share their stories and and also show the pitfalls of a non-rehabilitative system, but um, hopefully get people involved in finding ways to make it more rehabilitative. Thanks, Katie. Thank you, Piper Garman. Oh, <laughs>
0: That's it for this episode of Employee of the Month. I'm your host, Katie Lazarus. Thank you so much to Ian Mazoff for editing this together. Thank you to my co-host, Lady, who has been um, snoring relatively quietly during this episode so you haven't had to hear my dog. And thanks to all of you for listening. Do go to employeeofthemonthshow.com to subscribe, to nominate someone, get involved, and find out about our live productions and donate. If you enjoyed the episode, please, please, please do leave a very nice note on iTunes. It's much appreciated. And much more importantly, hope you are getting some inspiration or some (laughs) cathartic feeling from listening to these interviews, learning new things, and either applying them to your life or just enjoying it as it is, because sometimes it's enough to just be. Thank you. That's it. I'm Katie Lazarus. Have a good one.